All right. little teaser, I thought, for what's to come. Y'all ready? I do I spawn ready? Yes, please. Right now. That is right. Happy New Year. Welcome back. For the first time since February. Almost a full year. It's been a while, yeah. Yeah, I I was hoping to go a full year. Y'all apparently wanted to do 11 months. That's all right. (laughs) Do things a little different here in the Commonwealth. I got outvoted. It's unfortunate that we have a whole year of episodes in the can that just haven't been able to publish. I know. We haven't been taking a break this whole time. We've been recording this entire time. It also bad timing because we did one with Kanye when it was still okay, but now we can't put it out, and it's like a whole thing. Mama me. We talked about this the other day. It took less than thirty Not. seconds for Kanye West to come up here. This, this is what the me. podcast is about today, folks. Uh, yeah, thought it was going to be a year in list. It's going to be us uh, chiming in on our opinions on Kanye West. I mean, in. <laughs> are there differing opinions? I don't know. I'm just tired <laughs> of hearing about it. Is the point? Well, like general consensus. The amount of people that ask, still ask about it in the store, I'd say there's a couple opinions on it. <laughs> ask about yeah. it. What are they? they yeah, they walk up and they say, "Hey, what do you think of him? What do you think of his thoughts and his?" Hey, what do you think of this guy? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the in the same way that people come up and like ask for like uh, Frank Ocean records that are like haven't been impressed, or like a tr- like something that hasn't been impressed for forever that are, that they're just starting out and they're like, "Hey, do you have?" Oh, um, they're not even talking about like the latest like controversy. They're just like, "Do you have college dropout?" They just yeah. want to hear your hot take on his <laughs> on his music or something. They just no, they just want, do we have it in not, stock? Yeah, they think everything's in stock all the time, type that type oh. vibe. And more specifically, they haven't, I guess, realized that we we don't we haven't restocked his stuff. We actually talked about this the other day about whether oh, we wow. should restock Kids See Ghosts. Yeah, that one's tough because half of that record hates Kanye. Yeah, exactly. That's the point. So maybe we restock that one. Well, but, I put uh, a little teaser here. I put a song on the list of tracks I sent you. Kanye from a record that he's on a lot <laughs> so I had to be or well, uh, a couple tracks at least all right can't wait Interesting. To get to also that. for the listeners you can't see it but uh Matt's wearing a Kyrie Irving jersey <laughs> I'm also and, wearing a what do you call it a balaclava yeah and cut. uh and Matt's also got the jersey on backwards so we can see the Irving part real clear so you don't think it's just a Nets jersey <laughs> yep shout out <clears throat> Any hoozle. Well, we're back, folks. I mean, I will what? say, some of that Kanye <laughs> stuff was so insane that it made me I'm not done talking about this. Hard. I got one more. <laughs> I, I'm just saying, there's like, if they said, think of the craziest shit he's going to say on this thing, I would have thought of a bunch of stuff, and none of it would have been as crazy as what he actually said. <laughs> well, that's true. Like, I, it never occurred to me that anyone, honestly, would ever say, I like Jewish people, but I love Hitler. I, it never, like... <laughs> You could have given me a million guesses, and I'd have never come up with that one. It's crazy. He's. Yeah, I don't think he's it. well. I'm gonna. Th- I'm gonna say it. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Good Moving podcast. Right along here. <laughs> All right. You're in list. Just how I thought this was gonna start. 2022. <laughs> We're a little rusty. But uh, this is. Is this the earliest we've ever done a podcast? I can't yeah, think of a time. It's the morning. That's for sure. Have the old uh, alarm set for uh, nine o'clock. Which is rare for me. A little peek behind the curtain for the people. <laughs> That's uh, East AM Eastern Time. 
I'm drinking me a, a shot of espresso. Up here in the frigid, frigid Commonwealth. It's cold down there, yes, too? It's colder it down is. here than it is up there. I can't imagine, only because I can't imagine it being colder than it is right now here. <laughs> it's 35 know. degrees God Fahrenheit. 42, according to my phone. Oh, what? shit, actually, mine just in updated. Raleigh. Oh. We're at 40, we're at 46. <laughs> and we're at a cool 37. This is, uh, like hell. <laughs> hey, I mean, I'm not trying to, like, I know we're rusty, but I didn't think we were talking about what temperature it is only right this second. What's the weather going <laughs> rusty. tomorrow? Well, Nathan <laughs> tried to argue that it was Hey, colder. I know you're listening to this, like, four days later, but heads up, when we recorded it, it was 37 degrees outside. On Wednesday <laughs> I morning? I didn't think we'd, uh. that I'd lost my, my touch that much, but I have. Yeah, you know what happens. This is sad. This is like when Jordan tried to dunk with the Wizards, and instead he had to lay it up. And he's mm-hmm. like, oh, I've lost it. I don't think that ever happened. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you can't Let's you can't see. besmirch Jordan in the year of 2023. Year of our Lord. Look, I'm not saying I, – I, here's my, my, my take on Jordan. Overrated ball player, underrated dresser. Oh, boy. Those are my <laughs> thoughts. <laughs> Overrated ball player, <laughs> nah, Michael kidding. Jordan. Well, I also said underrated dresser. He's like the the worst dresser right. of all time. It's like, hey, do you have any pants with uh, seventy five yards of fabric? I need to. <laughs> well, he looked cool for like three years. Name but, those but three. The, like eighty five, eighty six, eighty seven. It'll be funny See, if you I, named it years that weren't consecutive. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Eighty five. He killed it. Ninety four. Came back around. Um, I mean, he did those dream team. Those dream team docs where he's wearing the fucking beret and shit. Like in I, I think. I think uh, Dennis Rodman, the worm, had a pretty good influence on one of these years. He came out looking nice. Uh, I, I know what you're saying, but some of those, it's like they don't. They look good as like a retro style. Like it's him wearing like, like uh, acid wash jeans and like a sweater, and you're like, oh, nice fit. It's like, but well, it's I think like that something was a whack at the time. Yeah, yeah. something a but like person now it looks. Now. I don't think he's ever looked good in the moment. There you're are years yeah, we look back on that now look cool, but I bet every year he looked whack <laughs> to the people around him. I think when you get the, that like that supreme tier of like celebrity or fame or fortune, you just kind of are out of touch to it. You, it's impossible to be super well, in touch. So it's just like slash not caring. Yeah, and he's like, a, I mean, he's a country boy. He's from like, you know, he's not like a. He didn't grow up in a cool place. He didn't. He didn't grow up in a cool place, right? And then he is wealthy, but he also doesn't listen to what anyone says about anything. You may have noticed, like he does everything that he. So someone's like, "Hey, man, actually, like those pants are out of style," and he's like, "Not to me, they're not. I want five more pairs." That one scene, not to keep talking about Jordan, but that one scene where he's fucking on the bus. Whoa! Oh, okay. In Last Dance, and uh, and he's listening to music and like just. Grooving and, and then he like shows what it is. It's, like, the jo- it's like the it? newest like, Joe CD. Yeah. It's, like, it's it's like war- it's like some like fucking adult contemporary gospel. I think like, it was Joe, oh, legit. And he Joe? brags about and he brags about getting it early. He's like not even out yet. <laughs> oh <laughs> man, that that did knock him down like a half of a peg in my book, but only a half of a peg. We'll throw in a little bit of Joe right here. <laughs> hey everybody, it was actually Kenny Lattimore. So worse than Joe. That was Joe, folks. <laughs> for the Joe I remember, rock. hey, Nathan. Uh, for the Joe heads. Uh, feature at the time, uh, he was a Southeast Raleigh Bulldog, but he be- eventually was a Tennessee Titan. But uh, Leroy Harris was a huge Joe fan. 
And I remember that, one time I kind of I kind of shaded him, and I was like, Joe, I was like, come on, dog, like, dude's like for like old people. And all he said back to me was like, he sings better than you do. And I was like, all right, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but man, if that's your bar, sick bird. <laughs> yeah. Hey, do, hey, uh, this is guy in my homeroom. I play cards with him every day. Does this guy sing better than him? That that's all I care. About. <laughs> that's the bar. Yeah. <laughs> Anyhow, shout out to Leroy Harris. Big shout, shout out. Shout out to Joe or shout off to Joe? I'm going to say what? shout out. I mean, yeah, somebody's got to buy those turtlenecks, you know? That's right. And also, he seems to have inspired two of my uh, <laughs> two, two, two really great athletes, it seems like. At also, least. I love that he really subverted the like single name thing. It's like Madonna, Prince, like these unique names. Joe. Joe. <laughs> I just went yeah. with Joe. That's right. Yeah, Madonna's like, I'm going to go single name like Prince. Joe's like, I'm going to go single name like Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> like my dad. <laughs> I'm going to call my dad Joe. Joe, fine with it. dad. Yay. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, he's, got, he's always got to bring it back. Um, you think Joe made any of these year-end lists? Is he, when was the last time he put out a record? <laughs> you know, I haven't question. looked at the whole thing for, like, the what your favorite Ooh, music was possible. not from this year. So it, it's not impossible, but yeah, I'd say uh, he's, unlikely. He's, he's a long shot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's see. Last album... <laughs> this is hilarious. Last album came out in 2016. The title of the album is "My Name Is Joe Thomas." Oh, went last name. <laughs> yeah, so like, Joe, you gotta go last name. But before Nobody it, it still just says you are. it still just says Joe, and then album yeah. title. My name is Joe Thomas. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> this is, that's good. This is a Joe cast. Um, <laughs> Look, so about the weather, Kanye West and Joe. <laughs> and we'll see you next year, folks. <laughs> yes, That's please. Also, he so, doesn't have a personal life section on his Wikipedia, which is uh, to me a crime. A crime. That's where all, that's where all the good stuff is. All the every time I go to someone's Wikipedia, scroll past all their accomplishments, go just to personal life because that's where you find the bizarro tidbits. Always go there. I think maybe he's hiding something. That's what I'm saying. Maybe his name's not Joe. I bet that's what it is. Maybe that's the reason he goes single name. He doesn't want anybody to be searchable. <laughs> he's got his a, last name's Manson. Got a torrid past. <laughs> yeah. Um, so we asked the listeners and patrons of the shop, yes? Correct. To submit their uh, year-end lists like you do. I wouldn't say this time of year. A couple months ago. Usually when you do that. Well, about a month we gotta, ago. It takes a while for the computer to calculate everything. <laughs> that's right. Did a lot of people submit a good amount? I'll say less than before, but st- still more we than We really I hammered in the uh, promotion of it last year, though, I will <laughs> yeah, say. That, yeah, that's right. This year, we, we posted it about, posted about it like twice. <laughs> True heads only. The, the list is still like 70 albums long just because of the way that it works where you just everybody just submits whatever they want. It's for the true list heads. I do love yeah, a list. That, uh, you, might, you might notice some things in the top 10 that surprise you as a listener. Um, surprised us too, but because some people had certain things really high, surprised you just, in a way of like, huh? This is what the this is what the kids are listening to now. That's interesting. Kind yeah. of way. Yeah, basically. And that's just a little teaser. I won't, I won't give anything else out. Well, that's but, what um, we got to look forward to, folks. Should we get well, right into it? Do we have anything? Hey, else Nathan, to what's n- hey, what's number one on the list? Yeah, right. You wish. <laughs> had to try it. Worth a shot, you know. You got all that? Whoop. Now, on with the countdown. Hell yeah. All right. Y'all ready? So, yeah. How do I spawn ready? 10, 
Wait, hang on. How, how did, wait, what, what's this process first? We're gonna do go through the ten. The and what? The the user sub the user. The user submitted. Submitted. I know. I'm, I'm saying for the, for the listeners. Listener user submitted. They sent in their top tens. The computer took a couple of months to kind of grind it out, and it came up with. It came up with, and, like, and it it's like a top billion seventy. But, and but then based off of how high something was ranked in certain lists, it weighted it. Correct. And then now we have the 2022 Nice Definitive. Price listener and uh, patron ranked user submitted 2022 best of albums list. Correct. That's right. Yeah. I figured and we would so just kind of go through those and kind of chime in if we had th- thoughts on them and that's yeah. right. See what happens. And this What's is the acronym uh, for that. This is y'all's list. So y'all, the listener. Yeah. Don't us. be mad at us if you disagree with something because you voted. <laughs> All right. Now, on with the countdown. Ten. This is also brand new to me. And At maybe 10. Yeah, I'm the only one that knows this thing. <laughs> At 10, we got Domi and J.D. Beck with Not Tight. <laughs> I think I'm... Oh, there we go. Kind of not a surprise landing at ten, but not a record I listened to a ton this year, to be honest. I'm not I think super it's familiar with that. Y'all, I mean, y'all are in the shop every day, so y'all are probably more on top of newer releases, at least like that. I'm there, pretty so sure it's the only Blue Note release on the uh, top ten. I would guess <coughs> that's actually correct. maybe not. I don't know if uh, huh. I think it is. Okay, I wasn't sure if Micaiah made it. No, Micaiah's actually just outside at 14. Mm. Well, then it's the only Blue Note Records uh, released in the top 10. That's and, cool. And uh, it's two youngins, very young people, who put out a record that has, that one had, I think that's one of the ones where it's just them two, but on the record has like Thundercat, um, Mac DeMarco, a lot of people guessed on this thing, Anderson Pac. Eric Andre. Is on this Possibly. list. The comedian? Not a musician. Like visual comedian largely as well? It was just the first thing that came up when I looked looked these people up. And they were like who they've collaborated with. Yeah, they're big collaborators. And it's just two people that do every. I mean, they're like, it's like a kid that does like footwork drum beats kind of on like um, jazz types. I don't know. It's cool. I'm glad it's coming back around. I played it a couple times. I thought it was cool. Yeah, well, that's already a first, like the fact that a Blue Note release is on uh, the 2022 top 10 list is kind of neat. Yeah, and there's been a couple of, I mean, with Makai McRaven and then was it Emmanuel Wilkins and uh, there was another one. There was a couple of like modern new Blue Note releases and I guess modern jazz in general that got attention this year that I, that I thought was cool. Even if I didn't like love the records myself. I was, what's the um, Alistair uh, De, De Plume, is that Pink name? Sal Ambassador. Like there was, and um, what was it Pink Dolphin? Is that the name of it? Um, that was on the International Anthem. There was some stuff that like got attention, uh, modern jazz stuff that got attention that I thought was cool and also wasn't like a, um, it, wasn't, it wasn't like cosplay of like someone dressing up like Miles Davis. You know what I mean? Like it was like a, like truly modern jazz that was actually getting attention as opposed to simply being this like totally underground thing. So I thought yeah, that was, was going to, cool. 
that was what I was sort of going to ask. Is is that uh, zone or genre? Genre? Um, more hip now? Or I mean, is I Blue Note trying to remain relevant? Or is like combination? I think, I think that it's a... I think it's more hip. And I, I, I could be wrong in assigning this um, sort of influence. But I think it's a, a post-Flying Lotus... Uh, Thundercat, sure. all those dudes, like yeah. and Kamazi obviously being like huge, but like, like a split off of like oh like straight up nerd music, like crazy nerd music that is kind of out there, but being liked and appreciated by like younger and younger folks. Sure. Um, I mean it's I'm not gonna front that like, you know the best jazz seller isn't still kind of blue it is, but like we still, we never would have. We would have ordered one Makai McRaven and like crossed our fingers and hoped we'd sell it, <laughs> as opposed to like selling plenty of them and people being into it and restocking and stuff like yeah and yeah yeah, yeah. People, and restocking into it yeah so that's cool. I like uh, that record. I listened to it, to it a couple times. It's cool. I did watch a couple videos of them playing live, and I gotta say, two people playing live is not the same as when they have all the guests on the album. <laughs> I was not as into the, the, the live perform. It was cool, but it's like two, like. No way to no other way to put it, but like two children <laughs> shredding is what it looks like. <laughs> like they're like <laughs> they're like child prodigies or something like that. It's like crazy, and they're just like two of them on stage just going like once it's just it's it's crazy to watch. But it's like a different vibe from like the album, which is very full and filled filled out and has like a lot of people coming in and out and like collaborative and stuff like that. It's it's I don't know. I'm into it. You should book them. Whoopsie. From Dallas, now, Texas. Now, on with the countdown. Now. All right. Nine. At number nine. Oh, I have... thought it was saying no in German. I'm sorry. <laughs> we have uh, Country. Country's back, y'all. And First time hearing about it. Uh, Charlie Crockett with Man from Waco. Crockett with Man from Waco. A little cameo for me. On that last line. <laughs> That's not on the album, y'all. I'm sure the folks couldn't tell. <laughs> They're like, wait, that guy doesn't sound nearly as good as Joe. Who is that? <laughs> so, uh, to country being back, has it already <laughs> been so back that it's almost kind of like not even back anymore? It's, it's, <laughs> or, it's always it, back gone again. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say, I'm waiting for the day that it leaves again. Not because I don't like it, because I'm just... I One think it's back things. enough that people who recently discovered it are now, I don't want to say gatekeeping, but are now like deciding what artists are like authentic. You know what I mean? Like people who have been listening to country music for two years are like, yeah, so-and-so, like they're bullshit, that's fake, like whack. And it's like, huh. 
Like it's already like gone all right. You know what I'm saying? Like it's like a, I mean it's sort of like what happens with like any of the subgenres of rap, like where like it becomes a huge thing, and then it becomes so big that the like huge artists then want to copy it, and then it, that then like renders the original subgenre like played out. If that makes sense. Yeah, the true heads get annoyed by that. Yeah, I don't. I don't care about any of that shit. Well, I mean, it's like, about to get cool. One, one might. Yeah, and then a lot but of then like by the time yeah a newer class of that has already kind of come I mean, out and yeah. I, I I like this Charlie Crockett record a lot. Actually, I've listened to it a bunch, and I Same. like um a lot of the stuff that's been coming out. But I'm kind of excited about the next wave of stuff where it's not people doing such straightforward classic country. Like a lot of the stuff that comes out. Um, it are people that sound like it's an old record kind of, which I, I am into. Like, I don't want that to sound like I'm, like, clowning on it or anything. I, I do <laughs> legitimately like that. But then also, I think that it's country has been back for a long enough time that it's about it could get weird also. Yeah, it's, I mean, the thing that's, it's similar with, like, I guess hip-hop and stuff, but, like, where bands that are, like, the, the, the quote-unquote old-school influence of new country artists is 90s country like they're yeah. like oh man it's the stuff that, like my grandpa listened to like brooks and dunn you know like, oh, <laughs> jesus christ yeah I'm, um, i want that old school sound like nori but uh yeah so it's that that sort of thing um but i mean and also the danger you get into though of like when people start like deciding what is and isn't is some of it is like as soon as people that aren't already the sort of dominant look get involved then suddenly like like, now that gay people are making country music, suddenly, like, country music isn't the thing to do. Do you know what I mean? Like, oh, suddenly now that people of color are making it, well, like, now I've that. got a problem I mean, with I guess it. that's... I'm not you. I'm talking about when I see certain, Something like... coming from that side of the Zoom. <laughs> There's a very famous uh, website that I think sucks that, uh, that it, like, the comment section is, like, a cesspool for the most part. And a lot of them argue about authenticity and these sorts of things. And it just so happens that some of the people that they think aren't, aren't authentic just so happen to be people that are outside of that very narrow, like, sphere yeah. of people. Um, and that's sort of the danger you run into. But, like, I think this record's good. I think that um, it's a lot of good, catchy songs. Uh, he writes songs that are almost, like, bo- like simplistic to a level that is, like, <laughs> kind of crazy sometimes where it's like wow that whole chorus is like two words broken up into like a whole measure of a thing um but also speaking of 2022 review things i did see him live at the hopscotch music festival i was gonna say I, he, uh, I think he might have sold some tickets for you there move some dude, units he, he did all right i saw a lot i only I say that because i saw several people that i know that wouldn't probably ordinarily go to that but they were hyped to see him specifically. Is it because they had spurs on? Is that what gave them away? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's walking a saddle over their arm. Uh, but that show was great. He's, I mean, he, it's show business. And I think, and I like that he, like, there's a lot of different ways country folks go. But his way of going, which is that, like, like this is entertainment. Like, <laughs> like this is, like, I'm putting on a show. Like, enjoy this show. That's right. As yeah. opposed to being, like, I'm going to pretend that my heart is breaking as at this moment on stage and, like, not, and like cosplaying, like none of that. Nah, this is show business, baby. Like, let it rip. Yeah, I mean, all the old timers <laughs> thought that way too. It's like all these guys yeah, yeah. That, you, that you love, they were putting up, like George Jones is coming out there doing his act, Look, basically. I want to. There's an art. There's a famous article. It's in like the like m- like Montgomery, Alabama Times, and it's when Hank Williams put out um, Jambalaya, 
And like, well, he's gone pop. He's no longer making country music. And I mean, and dude, like, <laughs> you so know out. what I mean? Like, since the since the dawn of this this genre, people have been like genre. doing this genre. Um, so, but uh, I'm mainly bringing it up because Charlie Crockett is kind of controversial in the like country sphere for sure. That people think as being that, a poser. Actually. It, it, there, there's some there's some debate about yeah his his bona fides and about like and it's like to me I'm like I I can't understand like dog like it's, it's show business baby like I got bad news for you if you think that like uh you know all the stuff that Ernest Hemingway wrote about he like what do you mean like <laughs> like there has to be some sort of artistic license for some sort of stuff. Um, well, then it becomes, and, uh, to your point earlier, it becomes extra annoying to hear people say stuff like that because a lot of the people chiming in on that are new, newer to the whole thing anyway in the grand scheme of yeah. things. So you're like, what do you, who are you to say? Like, yeah, you, you uh, only discovered uh, this like three years ago. Which is fine. I'm, the more the merrier. I want everybody to love country music. But like, but, to but then, then also, but also don't like, <laughs> yeah, they'd be like, but I'm shutting the door behind me. Nobody else is in after this. Um, <laughs> but yeah, if you, you can, there's some, there's some interesting thoughts about him and, um, and like he gets that he gets the, the treatment he gets is the thing where they start deciding that someone else come, comes up with all the good ideas. Does that make sense? Where it's like, oh, well, so and so he he writes with so and so, and um and so and so is a producer, and he's the one who really does it, and blah 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 blah, like all this stuff. And I'm like, dog, like first of all, who gives a shit? Yeah, you don't. I don't know. It's weird. He 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 exists in a weird bubble. Um, but I think this record's really good and really catchy and fun. Um. And we sold a lot of them, and people liked it, and it was cool. I liked it. I thought it was great. And I like having a country music star that kind of looks like Steph Curry. Now, on with the countdown. <laughs> All right. Whoop. Eight. At eight. <laughs> We've got Mitski with Laurel Hell. Another big record. Boy, big do the record. people love her. Big star. Very famous. It's wild how popular she is. She's very big. This is a record that I actually liked a lot. Um, but I will be honest, I have not listened to in like six months. <laughs> like I think I played this, it a bunch This when fell it came into out. the forgot it came out in twenty twenty two list for me. I actually had to go back and double check because I guess the singles came out in twenty twenty one and that's part of it. It was like first oh. part of the year twenty twenty two, the actual record came out. But um I did have to go back. It's one of those ones I was like, are we sure that this definitely came out this year? Or it was so big in the year before that it kinda carried over in some people's list. But no, this came out in February of uh twenty twenty two and big record, good record, Mitski. Um this you is know. the artist that uh, <clears throat> when I would be at the shop, um, I thought the artist's name was Puberty. I was like, oh, there's this new ba- this new group <laughs> called Puberty, I guess, because one of her old records, it just says Puberty across the front really big. And the, Pub- as yeah, far as I, I can remember, it doesn't is, say Mitski. I think it says Puberty 2, I believe is the name of the album. That's um, right. That's funny, yeah. But this isn't that record. This What is this record <laughs> called? Laurel, Laurel Hell. Hell. 
Yeah, I, I uh, when when doing my the immense amount of research I do for this episode, um, I noticed this on list, and I was like, damn, I really forgot this was this came out this year. That was so long ago. Yeah, it feels like last year. Dude, there's dude too many. I'll just say it. There's too many records coming out. Um, <laughs> straight up. See, I was struggling to. I was like, man, I wish more came out this year. <laughs> not necessarily that there's too many good ones. Nice I couldn't. I'm also not in a record shop every single day. See, like ordering them and things. I think Enoch, you're frozen up there. Mm. I thought he was just uh, <laughs> cultural, <laughs> <Sitting> real still. <laughs> Got a good stare going. I wonder if he can hear us. Oh, yo, he's back. Yo, were, can uh, y'all, okay. You were locked up there for a minute. Yeah, y'all froze on my screen. Sure. Hmm. I'm not sure how that's how that works. <laughs> Wait, why? So you think that? Well, what do you think could have happened? Occurred? Well, we both saw each other. Fine, still talking, had, having a good old conversation. Actually, maybe I'm not better. saying it wasn't my computer. I'm just saying that like I could still see me, and y'all were frozen. I'm not assigning blame. Uh, we'll see. All right. We'll see, well, we'll see what the Zoom says. Mitski with another another hit record. Now on with the countdown. Seven. All right, seven, coming into it with one that I found a hard time, found it hard to uh, find a clip that made sense for this band, long long songs, lots of build up, <laughs> um, huh. but at, at uh, number seven we have Black Country New Road with Ants From Up There. Also played this past year's Hopscotch Music Festival. That's right. But I also, if I recall, did not play any of these songs or any of their previous songs. Correct? That's right. Yeah, th- this is n- no longer the band. That's the band. Um, the lead singer and songwriter of this album and the one before it, before this record came out, or maybe like the week that it came out. Yeah, it was. It was like canceled. I remember it being like, <laughs> oh. he announced it and then it like shipped to the next day. And then they were like... They were like, yeah, like not in a weird way. Like he's just not in the band anymore. Like, kind of like, like, yeah. I, I, dude, that's like people like just, just too much. Oh yeah, we broke up. We're still roommates, but it's like it's totally fine. It's like, <laughs> it oh so yeah, yeah. Like also, we're still gonna I'll, keep pre- the I'll pretend that's too. normal. Yeah, I'll pretend. You're right. Good idea. Let's let's pretend. But I will say that they wrote a whole new batch of songs that are pretty solid. <laughs> so. Yeah, I'm I'm not saying it won't work out. I'm just saying you can't be like, listen. He's not in the band, and we're never playing those songs again. Nothing weird happened. It's totally <laughs> like, come on, we, like, yeah. To not play them, someone's gonna be like, "Hey, why can we even play any of those other, those songs we know of yours?" Like every the, song of yours disappeared. How come that happened? To feel the need to keep the name too is a little strange to me. Why not just kind of start a new thing? Well, they. I guess there's like, there's when you got a name that good, there's a lot gotta, of people in this band. You gotta hang on to it. It really yeah, rolls off the tongue. That's true. <laughs> it's a fucking novel in and of itself. Yeah, I'm more of a black country old road kind of guy. Uh, 
But no, there's a lot of people in the band. Apparently, they all are good at writing songs because they cranked out a new record's worth of material just in time for Primavera Sound. Also, everyone said that show was was awesome. They were all like, "Oh yeah, the new songs are great." Yeah, they're they're really good. They've done. You can check out some live videos. They've done some stuff since the album of uh, their new stuff, and I think that they might be fine. I mean, it sounds like they're going to be around for a while. It's one of those things when it when it happened, I was like, "Man." This is the last one I ever ever hear of this band. I don't think that's the case. I think they're going to stick around. So is he Peter Green? Is that what's going on here? Peter, he's Peter Green, or um, and so they are. There's Buckingham and Nicks are currently in the band. We don't know it. We're about to find out. That's and right. that Peter Green, he's Peter Green. He's gone, and now Fleetwood Mac. And everyone's like, oh yeah, I don't really listen to the first two Buck Country New Road, but after that, they're really good. Like yeah. that's going to be the the new. Or these are uh, Joy Division, and we're about to hear New Order, something like it's going to be something like that. I think. Damn, Rips. I didn't realize he uh, had left us. <laughs> or is it not that serious of an analogy? Uh, no, it is not. I'm just saying that like they put out two records that were one thing and then seemed like the end and they kept going. Pink Floyd, there's a, there's a bunch of them that have done this. And it occasionally works, as I think it will for them. I listen to this record a decent amount. Um, it's not totally my vibe normally, I will say. It's Reading like about maybe it. Maybe a little yeah. too emo. It's not Not emo, but like... He, f- they feel stuff, and like it's not a thing that I always want to listen to, but I did enjoy this, and I listened to it more than I would have expected. I thought I was going to like it more than I, I. I didn't love it, and reading about it and hearing people talk about it, I was like, I could. It seemed like something I might dig, but there's just something about it that I can't. That doesn't grab me. I don't know. But hey, what do I know? I uh, I, I enjoyed that it was like I liked that it was like um, a complicated rock record um i like i don't necessarily like love the album myself but i was like oh, i appreciate what this is um i don't love listening to it but i'm glad what well, i lost y'all again and i will say that frozen in time again. oh wait matt's frozen matt froze i will say that this is the only record nope that's not true domi and jd beck also but this one and, and domi and jd beck are the only two records that made the top 10 that didn't have a single number one like it was just on a bunch of lists somewhere oh interesting it was it was nobody's favorite it was just like a lot of people liked it yeah exactly huh i kind of like that yeah i thought it was interesting so it's like um i don't know maybe let's make an analogy not tim duncan because he probably was the best for, for it sometimes um who's a more um more reasonable, like consistent. Maybe Tory Holt. They're like the the Drew Holiday. No, I don't like that. It's the perfect analogy. Now on with the countdown. <laughs> <laughs> they said the perfect analogy doesn't exist, um, but it turns out it's Black Country New Road is Drew Holiday. <laughs> That's the perfect analogy. At number six, very, rela- very relatable. We got, we got another one. Country's back, and at no point was it more apparent this year than when Miss Angel Olsen went country with Big Time. Oh, I was trying to guess when it was. Talking with your eyes before we knew we were thinking the same things. I'm a believer, and I'm losing.
Another good record. Great record. I was a big fan of this one. Um, local, local fave. North Carolina local gal. Local fave. That's right. I thought it was good. I listened to it a bunch. Um, we we listened to it a bunch at the house. Liz really loves this record. I will say. Suggested that what, one was of this them, her album of the year. My, I, just, I don't know what it, I should have asked her before this. I'm not sure, but she did suggest that one of the songs would be like a wedding song, and I was like, I can't. I can't attach that to something that's come out so recently. I need some it's distance too, to make sure it's a, yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean, you can't say that without us asking what what you have picked. <laughs> well, I've got I've got a lot of options. I'll tell you, none of them seem to pass the. I, I want to see the Venn diagram of Nathan's suggestions and Liz's suggestions. <laughs> yeah, something tells me Noriega is not on her <laughs> side and your side, <laughs> or Pharaoh monks. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, who's the guy? Um, the guy with the chin strap beard, uh, Toboggan. You were a big fan of his. Uh, chin strap oh, man. beard. Not not Beanie. Big, who's big the other pun? dude? No, no, no. Mint um, Bleak. No. No, 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 no. Uh, I was about to say, and it wasn't Beanie. Oh man, this is gonna oh. drive me crazy. Freeway. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, dude. Yeah, yeah, dude. Songs. You're right. Yeah, he is still good. <laughs> You're right. He didn't say that. You're right. He is still good. Yeah, no, he's relevant. You're right. He, he is him, the best rapper of 2022, like you said. Big freeway head. We did sell yeah. a used copy of State Property at, like a month ago at the shop, and I was like, oh, this record is still good. And I got to talk to somebody about like Beanie and Freeway for like two minutes. That was also nice excited little, about the nice record. little bonus. Well, not a fan of the name. Um, you know, the Angel Olsen record, big time. Not featuring Sturgill on the record, I don't believe, but was re re-released the single with Sturgill singing a verse, which yeah, I um, was curious about that. I'm, I'm I'm curious to know why that happened. I was wondering too. I wonder if he was like a, a big fan. I'll tell you and why. He was like, do you want to do it? Move some yuns. <laughs> That's but I know, but you, but you can't move the yun <laughs> if it's not on the yun. Like, how do you move it? Oh, it'll move. Move some streams, I guess. How does it work these days? That's a good point. I wonder if it's tacked onto the end now. I'm gonna look it up while y'all are talking. But um, but it, it was good. People I, love a collab. I liked. Oh the, yeah, I'm not saying I don't. I don't understand why they didn't make the song. I'm saying I don't understand why it didn't end up on the record. That's the part I was confused by. I, I did really like the tagline for this record that was on the posters they shipped that said "Out with the bangs, in with the twangs." Yeah, I saw that. <laughs> I thought it was funny. Matt hates it. <laughs> um, I I, I, I am guess. a little confused by the idea of being like, hey. The marketing on this record is the fact that I got a haircut, but um, <laughs> I wasn't even. Talk, I was talking about the twangs true. part more than the hair. Everybody's. Part. I like it. Enoch hates the, the second part. I hate, or Matt hates the second part. <laughs> Enoch hates the first part. I mean, I'm just anti-haircut, obviously. When's the last time you had a haircut, Enoch? What year? Uh, it's funny. I get, I get asked this all the time. Um, I mean, because you look oh. insane. <laughs> the last time I got a haircut, where they like cut like a sizable amount of hair off. Uh, was the day before I got married. What year was that? Oh. 2010. Good God. Like, I've had some, like, snips off the, <laughs> honestly, snip the end off. Honestly, you think it would be longer, than, honestly, in some ways. Well, Is I mean, just, like, it the ca- length it gets to before it starts, like... Yeah, everybody's got, like, a, there's certain people that just won't get any longer. Like, everybody's got, like, a tap-out moment. Um, and I've gotten, like, the ends cut off before, but, like, as far as, like, actually getting a haircut, 
that was the last time. And what's funny is I got it because I thought I was supposed to. I was like, oh, I should like get a haircut because I'm getting married. And Rachel was like, why'd you cut your hair? And I was like, I thought I was supposed What the hell? I thought I had to. She was like, I didn't give a flip. You could do whatever. So I really, it would be even longer if I hadn't done that. Hmm. Or maybe not. Maybe you've uh, reached your tap out point. Yeah, that's true. I mean, it's all falling out now. I'm going to get it cut someday. It's so. match your tap out shirt. <laughs> oh, boy. But, uh, all right. On the back, back, it says Jesus didn't tap. Back to the album. Um, I did like this record a lot, and I, this is one that I was talking about where they're still kind of doing, like, old versions of country. Like, it, this is her spin on something that's been done before, which I think is she's well-equipped to do it because of her voice is so good and amazing that, like, it kind of fits with this style. But I do kind of wish that there was, like, a little bit of the weirdness from some of her last couple records in this country record. Like, I wish it wasn't yeah. so straightforward. But I don't know. I kind of liked that it was like, like you said, her voice, and she writes good songs. Like, yeah. I don't mind someone else, someone being like, "Hey, look, I, I'm gonna, like, this is a like a Patsy Cline vibe, and it'll have enough weirdness because I'm Angel Olsen that it's not like a straight up like, like pure like homage." But I see your point. You're more of a cosmic country guy, I guess. But um, <laughs> cause. I like, uh, I thought it was cool record. We played a lot in the store, I'll tell you that. Um, yep. It's good store music. I'm going to go ahead and, I'm going to go out on a limb here. <clears throat> mm-hmm. little pre-prediction. I bet this isn't the last time. So uh, a prediction I, then. I, I, as I was saying it, I was like, <laughs> <laughs> not the last time country comes up on this list. We'll see. That might be, you want to put money on it? As a person that's seen the list. Hang on, he knows the <laughs> no, now. I don't. Matt, do it, do it. Put a lot of money on it. <laughs> There's a there's a record in this same universe I would say that I figured would be that I was gonna guess was what you were about were about to say when you said Angel Olsen, but mm. we'll see. Oh, there are, there are yeah okay I see what you're saying. Okay, I'm on the edge of my seat. every time. Now on with the countdown. All right, on with the damn countdown. Five. Hell yeah. At number five, we've got Death's Dynamic Shroud. With their latest dark life. One that I considered the surprise of the list, an album that I haven't really listened to at all or heard of. <laughs> or heard of at all. Death's Dynamic Shroud on the 100% Electronica label came out in September this year. Um, a couple people had it at number one, which is I was about to say, not only reasons. a surprise to be on the list, hat, like pretty far up. Yes. Yeah, I was surprised. I think maybe the people that like this, like love this record, I guess. That's the vibe I got from the submissions. But um, 
I looked at the people's list who put this on there, and I was like, are these like people who listen to like totally different? It's not. It's like a lot of similar stuff to what you saw on the other list with this on there as well. So I was going to ask, like, <laughs> like, when you see this, do you have in your mind what um, customer or regular at the store is listening to this? I can't figure it out. No, nobody that put, had this on their list. I thought maybe it was. Or like uh, what? I don't even mean a specific person, but like what type of per, like. I was like, oh, I bet that person listened. Quentin could have been the one that like slipped it in there or something like that. Like, but we're not on his list. Um, and it was on a couple people's that did not leave their name, so I'm not sure who exactly. Were their names Ratchet and Clank? <laughs> uh, I was gonna say it sounds like video game music. It sounds like a crazy. Final Fantasy scene panning across or something. It's, so I, I, there was one thing that I, I was reading about this album last night. Oh, wait, was night. it a C Bandicoot? <laughs> That's right. I was reading about this last night, Banjo and there was one video on, on uh, YouTube from Matt's favorite internet nerd, um, <laughs> The Needle Drop. <laughs> and, uh, oh, that guy. Hang on. Is he the favorite internet nerd? What is it I called? I don't remember. I, can't, I don't <laughs> I watch this that shit that often, it. but it's something like that, right? I think it's... Um, I don't know. I thought you were just joking. Up in a really funny spot. <laughs> oh. I lost shell for a second. You froze up in a really uh, good position there, Nooch. Um, but what were you saying? So is that not the saying? I thought you were um, just zinging. I me. think it's like the internet. It's like the internet's like favorite music nerd. That's right. You said like internet nerd. <laughs> Whatever it is. Fuck. Who knows? Nobody can get these things right. It's literally impossible. Um, so I was just clicking around. Wait, and that's internet's, I found it, internet's busiest music nerd. Yeah, and Matt's favorite. Um, and so uh, <laughs> we saw, I saw that he was one of the people that gave this a really good review. So I clicked on it and I was looking through the comments. And then one of the comments said, if this review causes Death's Dynamic Shroud to gain a bunch of new fans, I just want them to know that it would be like if Abbey Road got newly discovered and reviewed so highly when the band has already released their Rubber Soul, Revolver, Salt and Pepper, Magical Mystery Tour, and White Album. Their past catalog is so good and worthy of diving deep into. And then all the comments underneath that are like, perfect, this is so good. Yeah, all the other albums are so good, amazing, even better, like stuff like that. So Interesting. I don't know. I guess that they have a lot of stuff that people <coughs> love, and um, I've never heard of them. I don't know. Yeah, I don't listen to like any of this kind of like vaporwave or any of that kind of stuff they, you know all, so i'm all the i'm out of the loop in the on group, all that i think in in some circles the three people in the group are considered in some ways like a super group of that genre genre yeah. that that sentiment my, my thing that, oh sorry i was gonna say the sentiment of that reviewer who or the people who are saying like you if, you if you like this one then you should hear like all their other like it's sort of this, what we were saying earlier with people kind of like wanting to be protective over their music that they've listened to for a long time, and then now one gets big, like a country artist or whatever. And it's like, where were you when well, they were making know, all these other bangers? Like, hey, plenty of room in here. Come on. Like, yeah, yeah, I took it that way, too. I definitely thought it was like, let's jump on the boat. And like, if you love this one, heads up, their third album is the best oh, they're one like, they're done. like hype that people are getting into. Yeah. It. Yes. Okay. I, think yeah, so. I, I think that's the Now, vibe. I will say, I was curious if this was that, that sort of uh, year-end phenomena that happens where – Sometimes there'll be an album that's in a, a, a genre that maybe people don't normally listen to, but it ends up, it's like, somebody's like, hey, I don't listen to a lot of hip-hop, but uh, To Pimp a Butterfly was my album of the year. That kind of thing? I don't think like, it is. I, but it doesn't maybe. appear that it crossed over. It appears that it just, like, with the people who love this kind of stuff, this was the this was a, you know, a very well uh, I feel like this remained fairly underground still. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Seeing that two people who own a record store and one person, like, have never yeah, heard, even heard I mean, of it. 
it's yeah. so tricky though because there's so much stuff. Like I said, there's too many records. You remember when I said that? Um, so like know, some of that me. stuff is like. I mean, there are people that have like millions of streams on Spotify I've never heard of and will never hear of. Do you know what I mean? Like someone will ask, like, hey, do you have this record? And I look it up. They've got 60 million plays and I've never heard of them. Yeah. Like there's just too much in the world. I will say looking at their Spotify, this band only has one song that has more than a million plays. Uh, that song is titled CD Player Part 3. Um, I, I wonder what their SoundCloud has, though. It's probably one of those point. ones where their SoundCloud YouTube, has like, yeah. like 100 million views or something crazy. <laughs> 100 million. <laughs> <laughs> or some other reasonable fucking, number. This is a Pruder film, doesn't have a. <laughs> some of the. Some, and, and also, one thing I noticed is that some of the. Um, some some places the band's name is listed, it says Death's Dynamic Shroud.WMV. I saw that as well. If that gives you any idea of the vibe of the of band. The vibe you're about to enter. <laughs> I will say, YouTube, there's like a few with like 30,000, but not a ton. Whoa, I'm actually just seeing a picture of these guys. They're kind of old. Uh, I'm going to guess it's like uh, three like kind of football player-looking jock dudes, I'm going to assume. Dude, you're Beef closer than, than you would expect. Wait, really? No, never mind. Okay, now I'm seeing another picture. This is exactly what you would think. <laughs> but Don't say that. Um, you know. Okay, yeah, I found a couple of photos. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm also taking a peek. Hey, they look cool. They look. They just do look what I like. What I had imagined. Yeah. Um, I will say they're. I will say I thought these were like some youths. I thought they were like youngins. Yeah. yeah, that's what I was thinking. That's why I was surprised just to see that. But like I said, I think that in some worlds, this was like a super group, and they've been together for a while, so it makes sense they've been making music a long time. So. Um, yeah, know. and I can see that. I mean, yeah, I'm curious. I don't know a ton about that stuff. I have a hard time with that genre of like. Any electronic stuff that's like arrhythmic, where I can't like at least do this and bob my head, I really have a hard, difficult time listening to that music at all. Um, this did not do that necessarily, but um, it was actually more. This was more, judging by the name and the imagery, I was actually worried it would be harsher and weirder. But instead, it was actually more pop focused than I expected. I, I agree. I thought it was going to be like, like Earth Eater or something. I don't. I don't know what I thought it was going to be like. I thought it was going to be like way crazier. Which they actually played, makes uh, sense if that person is like, hey, this is not their best record, it's fine. But like, you're actually going to love the like true stuff, which is maybe more in that, could that be. wheelhouse. They played Snug Harbor in October. Interesting. Um, and they, I don't know. Sold out Snug Harbor way in advance. <laughs> they were going to do Ma that? Maybe. <laughs> All right. Now, on with the countdown. Now we're getting into it. Four. At four. A record made my personal list. Ooh, got a feeling it made a couple. First time on the, the pod. First um, time this has happened on the countdown. Yes, for my top ten. Um, well, Charlie Crockett's in my honorable mentions, I will say. But number four, we have M.J. Linderman with boat songs.
song on here. So a little peek, peek behind the curtain. The last time we talked is an episode that's in the can. <laughs> and yes. it was with a one such Frank Meadows, friend of the pod. Frank Meadows, who is a label head for the label that put that out, friend of the pod. Um, all and around he, good dude. Yeah, when he, he was, was on. He was basically announcing that, uh, that record. He was, like, was not announcing. Before, it's a month before the record came out, and he had sent it to us. And he was like, we're about to put this MJ record out. And we're all like, hey, man, I think he's onto something here. <laughs> <laughs> and then, yeah, cut to a year later. So, yeah, yeah if you look behind the can, the curtain, there's a can. And in that can is an episode. It's exactly one episode. <laughs> um, we should put that out. Or have Frank back on. Uh, that's I uh, Frank. Uh, uh, I guess, are we still talking about curtain? I don't know how this works, but uh, Frank was in the story. He was visiting town over the holidays, and he and I were having a good chat. And one of the things mentioned is that we try to, we try to have him back on, and maybe even see if we can play some bits, maybe get a reaction, listen. get some discussion about how things have changed <laughs> from the original canned I like episode. That a lot, actually, we'll listen like, to the old episode hey, so with it, Frank. <laughs> And specifically, I definitely remember opening up with a really bad joke that absolutely bricked. And I was like, maybe we're surprised. Going to have to be so much more specific. I remember it because it was the only time it's ever happened. That's how I remembered it. Um, uh, uh, Speaking of, uh, but uh, in case, well, this episode will be out by February 2nd, right, Nathan? Theoretically. Uh, Uh, Because that's when uh, Mr. Linderman is playing the Cat's Cradle Backroom, I wanted to mention. I think I'm going to hit that one or the DC one the following night. There's probably going to be big shows. He's playing, I don't know about this tour, but his last tour, and he played Hopscotch as well. It's one of my favorite records of the year. I think this is number one. Um, I was going to ask. I thought this would be higher on the, I, I really thought this would be higher on this list, on the the, the listener list. We when sold a lot of this together, record. People talk about it all the time. It pops up a lot. It's only number one. Matt never sent me his albums list. It might. It probably would have been number send one. Send those hot tracks, though. You sent the tracks list, but if you would have had it at number one, too, I think it probably actually would have been at number one. Um, oh look at that, Matt! How do you feel now? I honestly didn't. Even, I legit didn't even consider submitting it like the way the points way. I was just going to yeah. text you a list. <laughs> no, yeah. No, I mean, I didn't do it either, but I, mean, I don't. Yeah, do it's I, totally. I've got a different I, system. I barely did it. I did it like at the last minute, but um. But we're going to do our own like sidebar chat about our personal faves too. And I will that, say that's since right. that is what we're talking about. It was my number one. And and yeah, I love this Spoiler. record. I've listened to it. I think I, I'm, I've maybe listened to it about the same amount as I've listened to. The Friendship record, which Dark I also Star. really loved. Um, and I came around on both of those. And, fr- and it, I found out later that Friendship was his backing band on part of the tour. And they were kind of touring together. And they're <coughs> kind of friends. So that group of people I'm just a big fan of right now. And I I don't know. It just hit me right. There's the, like songs on here that kind of sound like Spacing. There's kind of songs that uh, sound like fucking 90s Drag City. It's or your just boy, Neil. Neil. An obvious... Uh, well, at, I mean, at, at that poorhouse show to close out Hopscotch, they did like family band jam style of uh, Powderfinger. Powderfinger, yeah. I remember running into Jake and Frank at before that, and they were like, "We're gonna try to do it. We're going for it. Everybody's gonna get up on stage. We're gonna try to do Powderfinger." <laughs> I was like, "Whoa, not I, what I was expecting." <laughs> I rec- I, rec- I thought it was a perfect fit. Yeah, um, I mean, I think it ruled, but I was, it's not, just not necessarily the way that they were building up to like the end of the 
Oh, it was going to be some. Uh, <laughs> you thought he was going to say gold Opus. member. <laughs> That's right. Uh, I got. Um, the, I recorded the whole thing, and it's on YouTube. Hmm. I didn't know you were a YouTuber, Matt. Have to look, I think have I have exactly it. one uh, video uploaded, and it's that. He's got somebody trying to ease in on these copyrights. <laughs> I got to assume there's a second video of like your cat knocking over a can or something. And like she's so extra. Holding the microphone up to his headphone on accident. <laughs> um, um, for me, I will say this is... Uh, I like this record. I'm not even... Like the, some of the reference points of this record are not always things that I like love, things that I like but don't love necessarily. Um, but I ended up liking this record way more than I expected, and it's definitely got the best song I've ever heard titled "Dan Marino" like <laughs> by like a mile. Um, and he's my favorite football player of all time. He's the best quarterback I've ever lived, so that's really cool. Pretty good, and actor. it also is the best. Uh, he is a pretty good actor. Um, it's probably got the be- the best song with the lyric "hustled his balls." as well <laughs> same song um i don't know of a better song that uses that lyric maybe freeway's got something i don't know about but i thought it was a great record and i also thought it was very cool how well received it was and how popular it was. like i thought it was awesome that people were like like people were like asking us if we had it we sold yeah. out of it multiple times like we sold a lot of this and like it's not all about moving units i don't really care about that to be not that i don't care but like you should probably care a little bit about I, that I know I should, but care less than some of the other stories. We can't help. Um, it. <laughs> but like, but more so the idea that I, I like when finding out how much people liked it, and that it was like this cool, semi-local thing that was like getting more attention than tons of other huge releases. I thought that was awesome. That's right. Yeah, I, I thought it was. I, I know what you mean. And this is one that we found out probably in that last episode that never aired that this was recorded around the same time as his album before this. And at one point, it was considered to be a double album. They were going to release them both at the same time. Whoa. I don't remember that from that game, and, uh, but that's sick. Uh, I think it's probably a good thing they didn't do that because <laughs> this album ended up blowing up, and I don't know if a, a double album would have been the same way. Yeah, if it's track 17 through 24 <laughs> of a double album. Yeah. That makes sense. But the first one is also, or his one before this is also really good. If anybody likes this, you, you'll probably like that one too. tight now on with the countdown well i will say this is a bit of a spoiler future future discussion but i believe frank mentioned that that other one is being reissued soon yeah that's right by his label on vinyl that we'll have at some point sorry i think that's been on with the countdown now on with the countdown are we ready now (laughs) hey nathan can we get on with the countdown three thought you'd never ask at number three we have Always with Blue Rev. Got some Canadians on this list. Finally, 
Uh, yeah, finally, our, our anti-Canadian uh, bias is overrun by the people. <laughs> we can't, you know, we can't stop it. But always with uh, their third always. album, pretty good record, very popular. Yeah, I don't know much about. Th- I mean, I know they've been around for a little bit. I know that one song that was everywhere. The Archie marry me, marry me Archie. Yeah, and that's about um, where my. Uh, <laughs> Where my knowledge I'll say, starts and stops. This one I'll kind of file under. Um, whenever when I started seeing it popping up on lists and like the top five and sometimes even one, I was like, "Really?" I was kind of surprised. I thought this it was fine. Played in the store a lot, but it never like really made a huge impression on me. Like it, there was never a single song that really got like stuck in my head or anything crazy. But it just it appears that I'm the outlier on that. Um, well, there was one single song that uh, a pretty big website as their number one track of the entire year. Oh, what, CNN? What was it? Yeah, C-SPAN, actually. Uh. <laughs> yeah, I, no, I know what you mean exactly. I kind of thought the same thing. I, I like This was more in the same realm in my brain before these lists started coming out of, like, or I started talking to people of, like, maybe, like, Kevin Morby or, like, Tori Moir or, like, Spoon, like, a, a good the record Morbster. from a good band that was, like, probably not going to land in the top spot of multiple lists <laughs> like I'd, yeah i kind of didn't realize how how like revered it was yeah i was really surprised um not that i like thought it was bad or anything just like i said it was like huh i go this is pretty cool but like didn't like like latch on too much and then and in fact i'll contrast it maybe with m- what will be my my most honored mention but like i guess do we save that i don't know how we're doing that you gotta save it we can I'll get through it. these and then do personal points. But yeah, so I was I was similarly surprised when I like because remember I was scrolling the list. I was like, well, then what's going to be number one or number two, or whatever it was? And I was like, holy smokes, that one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but that's not everybody. Not everybody had it that high, but definitely a couple of big boys did. And I'll say that I I will say um, one thing real quick. When I was I was like looking up lists, like see what stuff I forgot about because I forget what comes out what year and all that stuff. And I don't really know who Under the Radar is, but it's a website that had a they were high on the Google searches, right? For one, one thing they did, which is a bold move, they ranked theirs. They started with number one, so top, top of the list. I was like, whoa, that's interesting. And then it went one through 90, and then at the bottom it had a button that was like, click to see 91 through 100. Yeah, who gives a shit like, about that? Fuck. <laughs> usually it's the other way around. Like you make people click the le- the thing to see the top five, and instead they're like, hey, you want to see who barely made the list? Yeah, those last <laughs> like, nine or ten artists are really getting the – Getting boned on this deal. No one's clicking that. <laughs> Dude, it killed me. I was like, hey, I kind of like these guys. Whoever the hell the, whoever the hell under the radar is. But, yeah. Um, so, yeah. I, I, I'm i not like Flummox where it's a record. I'm like, dude, I thought this was bad and everybody loves it. But it was more just like I thought it was fine. It was kind of in one ear out the other for me. And yet it, it appears to have gone everyone into one, everyone else's ears and stayed there. Seems like we're all kind of on the same page as far as this one goes. But the people that have told me how much they love it have said that it's one of those earworm records where it just gets stuck in their head and they can't stop listening to it. So I think it is a grower. Maybe one that you, if you spun it a couple times, or maybe if you saw them live, you'd you'd kind of come around to the to the other side and and uh, love it as much as everybody else. I think we all probably liked it, but I was surprised to find it as high up on all these lists. Um, now on with the countdown. All right. Now we're getting down to it. Two. Number two. (laughs) 
Wise blood. And in the darkness, hearts aglow. Hell yeah. You like this one, Matt? With this hole in my hand. I can't pretend that we always keep what we find. Oh, yes, everybody's bits blood on the on the hot tracks list that i sent you there's a track from that definitely on there big fan of hers good record um another one that i was somewhat surprised at how many people were like way into it (laughs) i'm surprised that it's number two for sure especially above some of the other ones that we've gone through has or like some of the ones that I expected to be on here that, I mean, one one of the ones I'm thinking of might be, but there's only one more space left. So, <laughs> um, Yeah, it's kind of crazy how, how big this record is. And I think the Hall River Ballroom show that's in months has been sold out for at least a month. I think it's been sold out. It's like one of those things where she she seems to she's have saying she's a sellout level up. Yeah, she's a sellout. Done, Every time she with, comes around or does the, something uh, new, it's, TV crew. Uh, she goes up a tier, I think, as far as I've been able to see seems like it yeah um i know devin booked her one time at some place in boone like yeah I've, I, the only time i've seen her was in a, in a pretty small spot where they were all wearing suits and they were at the level where i was thinking those can't be getting cleaned every day <laughs> and, now, <laughs> and now uh you know very popular great band um good record i like it a lot <clears throat> sounds like matt loves it hell yeah Matt, where, where would you put this? Would you think this is her best record? I really love two records. The one before, the one that had the word Titanic in the title, <laughs> which is which still weird to me. Um, let's see. I love, uh, while I'm looking this up, I will say her singing that song with Drug Dealer a year or two ago. Oh, honey, yeah. yeah. It was like one of the, my favorite songs ever. Front Row, Seat to Earth. The one where she's kind of like on an island or like in, in a thing. Yeah, yeah. I'd say that was probably my favorite one. But I, I, I just like her overall vibe every time she puts something out. I like her voice a lot. I think it's just kind of freaky enough, but still traditional and pretty sounding. Great record. Big fan. Ain't it quiet? He, he must hate it. Now on to the countdown. <laughs> one. Did, All right. Number one. Didn't hate it. That was kind of a snooze, that's all. <laughs> Are y'all ready? Number one, definitively, as selected I have, by I have a listeners. guess. Can we guess? Don't tell us. Don't No, don't. Tell us afterwards if you're right. I'll write it down. All right. Number one, Big Thief with Dragon New Warm Mountain, I believe. Well, I can tell you it was you. <laughs> wrong. 
Big record. Big band. Big thief. Big thief. Jinx. What? So that was not your guess for number one, Matt. Wasn't going to be my guess, no. What was your guess? You see the sheet of paper you wrote it down? Oh, for the listener, it says Zenyatta Mondata. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to guess Planes. Planes. A record. Oh. A record that I thought that's what you were thinking. Uh, that record. That's, no. that's who I meant when I said. Uh, um, I think more country is going to be on here. I knew that's what you meant. We're talking about Angel Olsen and stuff. That one landed at number 11, or 12, excuse me, on this list. Um, but the Big but Thief yeah, big record. Big Thief, Big Band. One that sneakily in my top five. To me, when did that come out? Uh, like what, what month? I don't know. Oh, uh, I'll look it up job. for you. I guess I should have this information. No, I'll have it before you will. February 11, 2022. It was also February. Okay. This one was so long ago that when I started seeing it on the on list, I was like, holy smokes. I honestly, If you had told me, hey, do you remember what uh, the, the album of the year for 2021 was from Pitchfork? I'd have been like, I don't know, Big Thief? Like, I, I honestly thought it, like, it was so long ago. And then I was surprised that it wasn't, like, higher up on lists, well, to be honest. Yeah, so one of the reasons I remember that it's from this year is because I remember in February listening to that album and being like, is this, I, like, I've never disliked a Big Thief record, but none of have caught me. But that song that we just listened to mm-hmm. caught me in a way that I was surprised by. And I listened to it. And the first month it came out, I listened to that song specifically so much that um, I was It's a real of, good... Uh, it's a real good like tempo for yeah. them because a lot of the times what what I can't really get into with them is it's a little too much of a slog and very moody and very more slower tempo. But I like that song in particular. I like a lot. That's that's was kind they of always a, have a is great. Previously, they've always had a couple of heaters with each record, but I've never loved like a whole album. Um, and then they had one album that I really actually didn't like at all. That was too way too slow. But um, but then this one is the one I've liked the most of theirs. By far, and I, I'm, I'm happy. I'm surprised. I kind of forgotten about it. I was surprised that it wasn't higher on more publications lists, and I am not surprised remembering that it came out this year that it's number one on our list on the listener list. It's you move those units, sense. big, yeah, big time. Actually, yeah, <laughs> huge, huge seller. That was a very popular record. Um, and what was the top? You might, uh, what's one that comes to mind, like on just the business side of it? What What's the top selling record of the year? This is. Could have been is this there one? one that it might. It might be this one, honestly. If we're, I mean, we're talking about stuff that came out this year, I assume. Um, so and sold yeah. big from the start, like the first week, and it was one that like people were coming in, grabbing the record, setting it down, buying it, and then just leave, like not looking around. They were like, "New Big Thief, all yeah. right." And I'm the, I'm the couple of records that I remember that happening with actually Black Country New Road. We had people Mitski walk in. Was like that too, kind of. Yeah, um, Tyler a little bit. That slowed down after a while. But um, wait, was that this year? Yeah, yeah, that was. Okay, I think so. Um, now I feel it's crazy. on the list. That might be because the record was this year, but I bet the L- the actual music might have been last year. The digital, I can't remember. Anyway, the call, um, the I, call me if you get lost. That was twenty twenty one. Yeah, I feel like that was a couple okay. years ago. I think the record came out that's this right. year, yeah. like the vinyl did, and that's why I'm confused. Um, but anyhow. Uh, I would say of 2022 releases, I think this is probably the best seller. Um, partially because it has had an, almost an entire year to go, but like it was the one that when it came out, people walking in, like Nathan said, like I'm here on Friday to get the new Big Thief record the day it came out, and that's it, and leaving to go listen to it. 
That's cool. It's a like long record, a lot fun. of songs, and I think that's one of the reasons that it caught me because, like, kind of what we're talking about. Sometimes the whole record, there's can be a couple snoozers on me, but there is more than an album's worth of songs on this. A traditional album's worth, like, there's more than ten songs on this that I think are really good, and that one song that we just listened to are is maybe my like top song of the year. This gets into a weird territory about like music criticism though of the idea of like when an album is quote unquote too long and it's like well then couldn't you just ignore the ones that you don't like you know i'm not saying you i'm saying like that idea in general is something i get hung up on i'm not one of those when it's like i like long albums for the most part (laughs) i I mean i think a lot of a lot of skip over material though definitely makes it less of a of an album like if if you're right that that's the question. Is like when you get to a record that's got what if it's got a band that's got their seven best songs on it and their their seven worst songs on it. Well, that's true. But then it's, it's like I, like definitively, uh, yeah. But it avoids the wall is it kind of messes with your head when it's reason. like. <laughs> <laughs> that record straight up sucks, dude. <laughs> you heard it's it here goofy. first. <laughs> Dumbass record. No, but this this album's good. Um, I really enjoyed it. My favorite from them, uh, which might be controversial. I'm not sure. I'm not. Totally tapped into the big thief. Yeah, where do the big thief people? heads rank this one? I wonder. I mean, it's their best record, isn't it? That's what I'm curious. Would they would they say that, or just us? Might I would say that. To me, they're kind of. I won't say they're getting better with every one actually, because the third one is the one I didn't like. But then I thought Two Hands was awesome. Um, and it had like Two Hands had a couple of heaters on it for sure. There was one song on Two Hands that I was like, "This is the best song that like." I think we even talked about this, that Lucinda Williams never wrote. Like, this sounds like an awesome kind of song like that. Um, I remember it was, like, really high on my list of songs I listened to that year. But as far as the heads, I don't, I'm not really plugged into Big Thiefdom. Same. But it's good. I love it. Um, Top of the it's list. It's one of only two on this list that's also on my list. So we'll discuss that if we want to. I, 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 I do... Um, now, I'm not on like with the countdown. I'm not a sheeple like y'all are. I don't feel the need to make a list, you know. I do, I do my own thing. Yeah, I, 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 I feel far a less bit of a different reason for that. I think that you just uh, can't get it together. I feel Dude, less. Honestly, bad. I, I feel less bad I about not submitting a list now that I know that Enoch is only presenting one album. Two years in a row. That's what I did last year. No, no, that that's intentional. I, I've got things that I like, but the idea of we we discussed this last time. But when people talk about like, oh, it's my 13th favorite record. That sounds worse than honorable mention, which technically didn't even make the list. Like honorable mention sounds so much better than that. So which is why I'm going with yet again my most honored mention. Last year it was Corey Hansen. I have a this guess. year I have a guess. Go ahead. The Morbster. It is not oh. the Morbster. Um, not anywhere. That would be on, an honorable. That'd be an honorable mention on my most honored mention list. But um, I'll contrast it with uh, the always my most honored mention, but. Purely by spins, also not just purely by spins. Like by spins, it was far and away the thing I listened to the most. Um, and if I thought back on it, uh, it was the album "Blue Skies" by the band Dead, ah. spelled D E H D. Dead. Good um, record. I like that record. I played it a billion times in the store. I played it a billion times in real life. It certainly helps that it's a record. It's like in real my life. kids like that band. Uh, like, <laughs> like I, uh, that's I will say this as far as 2022 and 2021 also, but like as I get more and more where I'm listening to very little new music not in the store, 
like is partially at home. I'm listening to records, which I don't always have 2022 stuff. So I'm listening to older stuff. So when I'm listening to new stuff, it's almost always in the store. So I don't have a ton of like, like, oh, I'm, I, I went home and listened to Big Thief. That doesn't happen. You feel me? So like one of the few things I did listen to outside of the store was dead. I have other things on my most honored mention, which would, on my <clears throat> honorable mentions to my most honored mention, which would be NJ Lindemann, um, uh, the Daniel Romano La Luna record. I listened to that a bunch. I had that on. And then uh, one that kind of surprised me uh, was the um, Aldous Harding. That's way high huh. up for me. That's it's maybe goes. I think my top five, and I don't know what order, but it's really I really have like a top seven. Um, would be MJ Friendship, Aldous, Panda Bear, and Sonic Boom, Big Thief. No age and Jenny Vall. Yeah, I let's yeah just rattle them off like that. Yeah, that's a really good way to do it. Um, <laughs> nice build up. <laughs> <laughs> and also unranked in no order. <laughs> didn't even catch okay. some of those. You were going so fast. <laughs> <laughs> but so I I didn't rank mine. But I I definitely when I was looking back and what I did a lot of was like scrolling through other people's lists to remind me of what actually came out and then like looking at like Spotify stuff and, and mostly just looking at like trying to remember what i listened to um one thing that played in the store a lot was that chat pile record um which is not my bag necessarily but um it was something that i like listened to a lot and and enjoyed some some parts of uh but when it came down to it i was like man the thing i listened to the most and when i think back on and also saw them hopscotch and they put on a great show in the rain um was was the pouring rain and i knew i never expected the record to be like in anyone's top 10 like i knew it didn't get that kind of like critical appreciation but i was surprised that it like there's entire top 50 top 100 lists that it's not even on and then to me when i contrast it with always which i think maybe it's the part of always the vocals are just very like they don't really like grab me in any way which is one of the things i love about dead is that they have these sort of uh spastic vocal style that like always kind of gets stuck in my head um earworm style and always is sort of the opposite to me um and so it's funny that this band didn't even get ranked and then always is like universally top five. Yeah, I know what you mean. Um, I like both of those records. I like the Dead record more for sure. Um, a lot I of felt really bad for them at, at Hopscotch. The weather really fucked them. The uh, weather fucked up. That was the worst it's ever rained. Um, they, I mean, they were looking I mean, like they were having fun. They were going for it, but uh, like, yeah, they didn't. They didn't. I don't think it changed their performance, but it, I, it definitely affected how many people were there to see it. It, it probably changed their performance by, by hundreds. I would say yeah, there was a walking lot. Walking up there, if you stepped, you like felt like you were on ice. <laughs> like it was felt sketchy a little bit. Um, oh, and I was surprised. My last like surprise thing was that on I don't think any list I looked at hardly, except for maybe Rolling Stones, did I see the Tyler Childers record. Yeah. Which um, some people does. is a record I like, and was like it's funny how like in the country world it was like a massive event and like discussed and and like dissected immediately upon release because it was kind of a for those who don't know it's like the same record three times he did like with one sort of like band style he did the songs and then he did another LP of them in a slightly different style and then a third LP of like completely reworked like dissected almost, it almost sounds like I think DJ Shadow is like not a crazy way to describe how it sounded. Um, <clears throat> where it's like samples of his own stuff layered on top of him, but um, and it was, and then it's funny that like at the end of the year, especially on like the bigger sites, it was like not even mentioned at all. Whereas like in our store, it was a 
a, a big talking point and like a big deal. I was kind of into that weird thing that he did. Um, I will say I like the record I a lot. It, it's it's on my most honorable, my most honored honorable mentions as well. Um, Aldis, Aldis Harding, Tyler Childers, Luna, MJ Lindemann, and then the most honored mention being Dead. I guess we're just gonna rattle that off. Um, but well, I, I <laughs> seem like we're, we're rattling. That's well, the, that's it, the, that's it was the, it was already uh, more than I was expecting, considering it was more than just one record. And um, so I thought it was coming. Well, those were the, they. Yeah, I, my most honored mention is Dead Blue Skies. I listened to some other stuff. Uh, real real quick, right, I was going to point out a couple records that were on the store list that I thought were good. I think that we probably would all be kind of on the same page. That that Billy Strings record was on there a bunch of times. I'm surprised that that wasn't higher on the actual list. I felt like that could have snuck in because um, that was in a, a couple people's list. Uh, Micaiah, Wet Leg, Plains. Um, Kevin Morby was on the list. I was... A bunch of times. I was really surprised Wet Leg wasn't higher, based off of uh, other lists. Tori Moi was on this list. Drive by Truckers, Palm, Chat Pile are all in the top 20. Um, Orville Peck made a couple appearances. There's Smile made a couple people's list. You know, a lot of records came out this year. You know, one that I was surprised wasn't higher was uh, Harry Styles, kind of in a weird way, or like Taste Way. Like, True. Very famous. Or King Giz. I think King Giz was on the list. of. I see like a couple records of theirs on here. But, uh, you know, I think they might have split the vote a little bit. And, What's uh, going on over there, Enoch? Fontaine's DC is another one. And then Nilifer Yanya was one that popped up a few times. And that, that I, won't, I won't keep going, just rattling off things. But, um, you know, I think that it was a good year for music, actually. Um, I know Matt said it was it was, a, it was a piece of shit or something like that. I can't remember exactly what he said, but uh, I thought it was all right. I liked a lot of stuff that came out this year. Well, also one thing that got me is that sort of a holdover from the from twenty twenty one as well is like stuff being delayed from digital to vinyl, and like basically I don't really n- notice a record until like we have the record and I like pay attention to it. Does that make sense? Yep. So like, oh okay, uh, Wilco. I haven't listened to it at all. Um, Why would and you? not that it would have been necessarily on anyone's list. <laughs> I'm just saying, as far as it being like a like technically huge release that was on other people's year end list that I never even played one second of, simply because I sort of like look at stuff that we have or has come out that I know about and listen to that kind of stuff. So it does lead to this weird delay, where like. And there's some stuff. I, did when did that vintage crop come out? Did was that this year? They had one this year. Okay, like some stuff where like there's a delay between the digital and the vinyl, and it like kind of messes my head as to what's what year. And I also wonder how that is messed up with everybody because everybody else in the world is just listening to it digitally. So like, there's there are pockets of things I never listened to. A vintage crop is not thing seems I, like I care about or because it's like that, that was a different. They had another one. Oh, they have a, new, a more recent one. Yeah, yeah. Because I know we talked about yeah. it one time. Um, and, but, it, like, I feel like it came out, like, in the spring, but the vinyl didn't get here until, like, excuse me, like, October. Well, and so then I started listening to it, and I'm like, ah. Uh. Also, the Cactus Lee had a similar thing. Yeah, Cactus Lee was one where it kind of got split up in my brain, too. Yeah. I like that record a lot, though. That would have been, that's in my, like, honored mentions list, however you want to do it. 
I don't know if we're doing our be- favorite shows of 2022, but I will say actually seeing Cactus Lee live at uh, Hopscotch was very high on my list, especially because I didn't think I maybe I don't know if he's ever going to tour. Yeah, well, I fucking so missed like, him. Well, I missed both shows. Fuck. Why was that? Were you imprisoned? Well, the first the first night when they, whenever they played. First, I just didn't. I wasn't getting into Raleigh until I, I, just in time to miss it, basically. And then the second time they played, I forget what it was. It was the same. It was that night, but it was just at Poor House that night. Gotcha. Yeah, I, I forget exactly what sleeping in a back alley case was. Sleeping it off, but it was like one of the. <laughs> yeah, <it> was, <laughs> oh no, Sadler Country. Uh, <laughs> um, it was one of the ones I was obviously most excited about because, yeah, to your point, I don't know how often that will happen again, but. Yeah. Uh, I will say I didn't have uh, Cactus Lee closing out their set with a Butthole Surfers cover on my. I didn't see that. I didn't realize that. Texas boys. Yeah, I know, but even <laughs> there's a lot of people from Texas. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, not keeping Texas weird. Know what I'm saying? <laughs> oh wait, keep <laughs> Austin weird. Um, well, Matt, do you want to talk about these songs? I, I know Enoch, you got an out because the store has to open up, and we we're doing this. Uh. I mean, I can uh, rattle through them. Here, here l- let me knock out my. I have, I have a couple of other small things on my 2022 sure. list. Best of. All right, um, my my book of the year. Uh, now, this is important to note. None of these things were written in 2022. They're just things that I read in 2022. Uh, the book uh, for nonfiction. <laughs> sure. I'm gonna go with. Uh, this seems more pressing than Matt's built. actual 2022 list. <laughs> uh, he was the he's a he's a three time owner of a baseball team, which is ins- like he bought a team, sold a team, bought a team, sold a team, bought a team, sold a team, which is insane. Um, and he was like a notable kook that everyone would love. I think uh, that biography was great. And then fiction of the year, it's a tie, a split between uh, the novel Leaving Las Vegas that the uh, horrifically bleak film was based off of. Uh, crazy, the book is much bleaker. And then. Um, the have you seen oh, the movie? our gang i have i watched the movie after i read the book though i waited um it's insane uh but the novel our gang by philip roth which is a satire of richard nixon that i never would have read unless i was going through all of his stuff chronologically so I sort of forced myself to read it and it's one of the funniest books i've ever read in my whole entire life um and then not uh nathan i know you wanted to know what my fight of the year was it was uh michael conlon versus lee wood I'm glad we're, I'm glad uh, we're using the last fight. few minutes of the pod to talk about this. All right, Lee Wood, Michael Conlon, incredible back-and-forth action. Go watch it on YouTube. Uh, knockout of the year was Deontay Wilder versus Robert Hellenius. And um, and this one, I actually don't know the answer to this. I got a, an, an award, and an, I'm sent, I was sent this to announce it. I don't know. i got to open the envelope. And this is 2022 um, Raleigh Sandlot Baseball Player of the Year. Let's see. <laughs> Opening the envelope. Winner, I'll be dipped. I won. Guys. Thank you so much. I want to not again. It's the first time, first annual 2022 Sandlot Player of the Year. Um, I think it's when I stole that base in Iowa at the Field of Dreams. Took that bag, no problem. It might be when I accidentally ran a dude over at home plate in Iowa. Uh, came up with a face full of dirt, no big deal. But that since the award for me, I'm guessing. I just want to thank all the voters and all the other Sandlot members, and just an appreciation of my uh, stellar performance. Great this job. Year. Great job, Nooch. Thank you. Well, I guess I'll uh, go through a couple of this, these jams. I don't know. Like I said, Linderman, album of the year. A um, couple of just quick ones. I really liked that Sean Thompson's Weird Years. Was that on either of y'all's Interestingly, radar? 
I didn't love this record. I saw this on yours, and I was like, maybe I should revisit it. I only listened to it a single time. It didn't click with me, but the fact that it was on yours kind of high up, I was wondering about that, and I'm, <clears throat> I'm probably going to listen to it again today because it didn't click with me. I thought the cover looked cool. I thought the name sounded like it was going to be cool, and then it kind of sounded not like my thing. Like the Grateful Dead? I wouldn't even say like the Grateful Dead. I would say I was going to say well, it almost sounded like – um. Like too happy go lucky or something like that. Like almost like like Jesse Colin Young or something like that. Like it's like <laughs> it's. Uh, I would describe it as like definitely like Dead influenced Grateful Dead, not the Dead Enoch talked about. Uh, kind of shame. country stuff. Uh, he was he was the guitar player in that band Promised Land Sound. Interesting. I didn't know that. Um, I really loved Panda Bear and DJ Falcon and Alan Brax put out like a twelve inch song that was. In my I like, liked that one a lot top, too. Top five, listen to two tracks for Maybe sure. Maybe that's what we'll play this. No, no, that's um, Drug Dealer is a band that always manages to kind of creep its way in to what I listen to the I most. I like that record I too. I couldn't get into this uh, one. I, I like that guy. This is another one that, that I couldn't quite. There was something about it that I couldn't vibe with all the way. I didn't love the whole thing, but there's definitely there's for some me songs. There's some really strong songs. Yeah, I, I, really I will agree with that. Yeah, Madison is the song I put on this list. It's I I hum that constantly when I when I hear is the song. Is that track one side one? I think. Yeah, yo my I'm, Madison. Yeah, I remember it starts off pretty very, strong, very and it's catchy. got a vibe of like you could lie to someone and tell them it's from like a like hey I, this is a weird like Livingston Taylor record that came out in '82. Yeah, yeah the production sounds it. very of a specific era. <laughs> but like, it, but the songs are good, so it's cool. And this dude, Anand, how would you pronounce his name? A N A N D, Anand, Anand. Yeah, Anand Wilder. I was gonna say who was and a member of that band, That's just what I know. And oh, there's an N. Van in Wilder. There. I can't read these fucking things. But uh, <laughs> Van Wilder. <laughs> <laughs> he was in that band, Yesayer. He put out a record that I didn't love all the way through, but one of the songs was like Song of the Year. Um. Oh, the the <laughs> the record I was saying featured uh your boy Yay that I had to be careful mm. which one to choose here was Pusha T King Push that makes sense now I see it yeah um Wise Blood song I don't support the Monarchy so I didn't mess with that one Automatic kind of a dancey post punk kind of band really fun catchy stuff I played yeah, that one I like story that three times too. too. Yeah, kind of all over the map. I tried to pick one. It was easier for me to do tracks this year for some reason because there were definitely like strong tracks that I would play over and over again but didn't necessarily love the record. So this is just like a good playlist of kind of all Maybe over we'll the place. Maybe we'll post jam. a link to Matt Phone's Songs of the Year. How about that? We'll put it in the, in the, the profile. I mean, and we can throw like Yeah, and I'll get like a, a highlight clip of some of my stuff on the field too. We can link to that. I'd love to see that. <laughs> oh, yeah. we might. We, uh, me and Enoch might be a part of uh, Oh yeah, a part of this. Behind, uh, what would you call that? Not behind the we'll scenes, off the field. We'll be, we'll be promote. I'll pr we'll promote this more if we do more of the Nice Price podcast. But uh, we are doing another. Um, I almost said Field of Dreams, but uh, Durham Athletic Park, where they filmed Bull, Bull Durham, Durham famously, and where we did our Sandlot event last year. Would you say best We're baseball movie ever made? No. Okay. <laughs> Anything's basketball is a baseball movie. I didn't say it wasn't second. I didn't, well, the best soundtrack for sure is basketball. Come on, Doc. 
Um, but uh, Matt and I are going to be, uh, I guess, announcing a bunch of the games. So we'll be. Um, He's doing a more Marv is, Albert approach. I'm. St- um, I think the phrase is. Uh, hang on, I don't. <laughs> why do you drawing influences from Marvin Albert? <laughs> more of an his off field behavior. I'm more into. Um, but uh, we'll be. Uh, I guess we're on air talent. Wow. Is what you would call Big it. Big time. Congrats, boys. So we'll we'll see how it goes. I I uh, I'll have to, sometimes I unfortunately have to take the headset off, get on the field, hit some dingers. Yeah, how are, how are you going to pull this off? You're going to be like, oh well, well, be there, right we, back. There's the mic down. five. There's five other. There's five teams from out of town. So there's five local teams, five out of town teams. So I'll be annou- We'll be announcing a bunch of the non, the games that I'm not playing. I'm only going to play twice. So a bunch of the games that I'm not playing. I'm going to have to hold it down, I guess. There's uh there's New Orleans team, a Philadelphia team, Los Angeles, uh Nashville, Tennessee, and a Texas team. Hell yeah. Well what was that number one baseball we'll on the most anticipated of twenty twenty three list? If we're not counting documentaries, like we're leaving out the Ken Burns baseball. Fe- yeah, feature length films. I think you could argue Sandlot. Sandlot. Um Eight Men Out is great. Um a League of Their Own, now that I'm thinking. League about of Their Own's it. incredible. Uh that might be up I mean that yeah. might be it. Oh man, there's so many. Uh, I, when I was a kid, I loved 61, which is like the HBO movie about Roger Maris and Mickey Mantle. That was a good one. I realized as soon as I um, asked that I'm asking the person that cares least about movies, but this would be the <laughs> one area that you would actually maybe yeah, have a strong opinion. I've seen a good chunk of these. baseball yeah, movies yeah. and then, <laughs> then everything yeah, I got else. A, I got a good amount of those. Um, Field of Dreams, oddly enough, I don't is not like my number one. That's like everyone's number one. Never seen it. And when, I, when we were at the Field of Dreams in Iowa playing, um, it was more than once someone's like, it's not your – you don't love it? I was like, I mean, I've seen it. I haven't seen it in a long time. And they're like, what? Like, you don't watch it every year? That's like that group of people, the people that drive to <laughs> play on that field. Probably a uh, yeah, percentage I mean, it, of fans. Certainly the, the, yeah, for sure. But it was it was stunning to everyone that it wasn't like. How would you do um, And more than one person asked me when I said it, I, I hadn't watched it in a long time and I didn't like necessarily love it. More than one person said, what's your relationship with your dad like? <laughs> what the hell? And I was like, uh, uh. Well, my dad, like my stepdad, is like very different. Like, <laughs> we might be on the field of dreams, but this is not the conversation of my dream. Um, actually, I got a lot of stories about field of dreams, but it's too late now. It's 2022. Wish we what, could talk uh, about it. Oh, I wish we could was there anything notable about, about it? On was there anything weird or notable or funny about like arriving at the field of dreams? And I only ask because there's an old Pete Holmes bit where he talks about he went to the field of dreams. Can't wait time. to hear there's, this. There's something I, I don't even. That's why I'm asking you because I don't even remember the like. What he's saying. I mean, I'll tell you, um, the parking attendant guy was <laughs> a real coot. I think he makes it seem very <laughs> underwhelming. I, I can't imagine it's the same guy. I mean, you, you pull off the highway, you take a left, and then there's, like, the coolest thing about it is the house from the movie is right there. It's 25 foot off the, like, the foul line. Like, you can go into the house and watch the games from the upstairs window, and it's <laughs> super cool. And I'll tell you, they uh, at the phrase that was used was they maintain the integrity of a homemade field. It's by like conditions the worst field I've ever played on in my like, entire <laughs> life. It was like concrete, and like uh, the dirt was the same color as a baseball. So as soon as someone like hit a ground ball, it like disappeared in front of you. Um, the grass was crazy long, but it's awesome. I mean, there's like it's the field of dreams, and there's like the outfield is the outfield fence is corn. Like there's no fence. You know what I mean? Um, were you able? It was to, cold as hell. Were you able to do anything else in Iowa while you were there? It's one, of those, you, it's the, one of those mystery states to me. We went to the DFR every morning. That's the Dyersville Family Restaurant. Uh, it was in downtown <laughs> Dyersville, Iowa, where we stayed. Um, and we went to a bar a couple times that had uh, – they did have a bar, like the the bar being literally the wooden, like, bar that was, like, 
was like, oh, this was installed in this location in 1858. Damn. Um, there was a cool antique store we went to. Uh, I mean, not a lot to do. Um, I'll tell you that. And I'll tell you, and also Dyersville, compared to the surrounding areas, has a ton to do. <laughs> Metropolis. <laughs> in the sense that there's like more than one thing. Uh. So, uh, yeah, we, but I mean, the, the conditions were less than ideal. I wore a ski mask the entire, every single game because um, it was so incredibly freakishly cold. But um, and windy, colder than here at night. But that's not what y'all wanted to hear, dog. <laughs> I mean, I wore like, I had like long, I had like Under Armour pants, then long johns, then my baseball pants, like two t-shirts, then my jersey. Wore a coat when I wasn't on the field, and I had a straight up full on like blaze orange ski mask that covered my entire head and face that I tucked into my jersey <laughs> that I wore at all times. <laughs> Did everyone else look this insane? I know. It sounds like you were like dressed like Earth so, like that. <laughs> <laughs> Here's what I'll say. When I when I showed up with the ski mask, everyone was like, oh, damn, this guy's got the right idea. And I will say one other teammate did also go buy one after that, and he wore it too. Um, Trendsetter. Now, the other thing is the tricky thing was that the people – it was way colder on like – we played at night one day. That was the worst. And the other day was colder. than The, the middle day was actually nice. Like we could have – it would have been fine. We just kind of got like – bad luck of the draw on like a couple of days of when we played happened to be like the worst conditions well i'll stop talking about it sounds like a good time i mean i asked i'm glad to know that the bull durham field is better than the field of dream field um leaps and bounds that's the best field i've ever played on um but well what song should we play out for for this first episode of 2023 maybe last maybe first of many we'll see matt winsico (laughs) um did say that he would be down to help with the pod, so there might be quite a few more coming this year. Well, let's let's save that for the pod. I think we should have him on. True. To discuss the, his new record and then also other stuff. No, good idea. Maybe that's next week. Um, so, <laughs> <laughs> I'd say throw that uh, step by step, Alan Braxton Pandavir. Cool. All right. Well, see y'all. See y'all soon. Happy New Year. Baba Bowie.
gonna take it step I can feel the ground beneath 